Many times, in all manner of subjects and experience, I have begun things and never finished them. As many as any could care to admit, a lifetime of room for improvement. In elementary school, I was seven, eight, something like that. The police officers came to our school and introduced the D.A.R.E. program drug abuse resistance education. A whole city, school, state wide thing. I participated just like everybody else, but the day of the graduation, I for some reason had no interest in going, actually refused. That was likely the first time social anxiety reared its head in my existence as a neurodivergent. If I were to go through the process, which I hear is extensive and requires a close family member, mine of which I am healing from, I would most likely be diagnosed with Asperger's Spectrum Disorder. That being said, neurodivergence itself is a spectrum, which includes autism, Asperger's, bipolar disorder, ADHD, dyslexia, dyscalculia, epilepsy, dyspraxia, OCD, and Tourette's. This being so, symptoms of neurodivergence are often comorbid, meaning simultaneously present. Comorbidities also exist between the autism spectrums and other mood disorders. I've literally written the line, schizophrenic, I could be that, in a poem, and have dealt with depression on a number of occasions. There are moments and under certain stressors and certain executive functioning tasks where I become incredibly afflicted with attention disordering. The hyperfocus and special interest on things of interest are also something they share. The workarounds, the way to navigate that river prioritizations within you are similar. High sense sensitivity, often a neurodivergent symptom. I vividly remember I used to hate, oh my god, even just thinking about it, the roof of cars in the 70s and 80s and probably into the 90s, that fuzzy, just saying fuzzy, inexpensive, tightly woven polyester. Oh, my spine does like an absolute twist inside my remaining tensions just talking about it. All of those things are part of this alternate wiring system that allows for greater ranges or intensities within the human experience. What would be considered neurotypical, I could only speak on a small duration, for what I imagine it to be is the hyper-prioritization of external presentation, the instinctual social conformity, those instincts that equate us to safety, the safety in numbers so many vulnerable species have used before, and so the ability to moderate, modulate, modify, control, repress one's sensations or reactions to sensory intake. Or external pressures. I feel also as novelty being the or an engine and result of the potential in life, an ability to hyper-attune for a number of reasons, both sensory and psychologically, to environmental and internal stimuli, was inevitable. Or disarrange, as in the lexias, in order to specialize elsewhere. Perhaps both re-emergent phenomenon. In addition, my experience with mold toxicity leaves me with a sense that in similar ways as fungal populations of a forest land will create the communicative mycelium, 
with which the entire ecology of plants energetically communicate. Environmental fungals in the human world, molds and mildews, have in collaboration with processed diets exploded this divergent wiring pattern into the population more than we fully understand intensifying any genetic predisposition we are probably now just starting to grasp in this ever more interconnected reflection of our webbed selves across our networks just how broad this is whether the sensitivity of a body or the focus of attention or the fixation or of an of an unconscious all of us have places where we experience divergence finding ways to bring awareness to its value in navigating a hyper novel world also highlights the value in the typical as well people who are excellent at executive functioning or meticulous or punctual routines that keep things functioning these are as valuable as hyper creativity in pattern sensing and extrasensory capabilities and so in understanding neurodivergence as a framework on top of a neurotypical foundation positions us to choose which will do us better on that ever perfecting journey towards best. This process of course requires some openness from our foundational aspects as exist in the divergent choice as the steadfast and the traditional and the status quo find their ability to open to the odd to the out there. The odd and the out there have a way to see into what is best of tradition, what to keep so that no one loses what is important. And I think that's one of the biggest underlying unconscious and thusly expressed subconsciously fears we face with change, being without what is valuable. But change is often of value, and value itself has to change, or at least evolve. And so in my special interest of ever efforting to self-improve, I am committing to four episodes in the hopes to expand this conversation with more voices from like and unlike minds. Thank you for listening, reading, watching. Until next time.